He is our God, the great I am. But most importantly, he is alive. Our God, he is alive. There are many that serve other gods. But there is only one true living God. And thank God that he is our God. Amen, somebody. He is our God. It's good to be here this morning. It's good to see all of you here at the designated place as we assemble together to render worship unto our one and true living God who has blessed us throughout the course of the week, who has blessed us throughout the course of our lives, who continues to provide food, raiment, shelter, protect us from dangers that we are never aware of, and even from those that we encounter that we do see. It is God who provides that protection and decided and determined to give us one more day. And here we are. We are blessed because so many, so many had plans for today, but yet God had other plans. And that designated time that the Hebrew writer writes and talks about in Hebrews 9 and 27, he said there is an appointment that we all must keep. And many weren't aware that their appointment was going to be last night. But nevertheless, whenever that appointment arises, we have already been forewarned and told, you need to be ready. You need to be ready. That's why we come here, assemble every Sunday upon the commandments of our Lord to worship. But not only just to worship, but to extend a lesson, an invitation of that gift of salvation to those who have not yet obeyed that they may get their house in order and be ready before that appointed time come. So if you are here today and you're contemplating and you've been thinking about and it's been pressing on you, you know, you sometimes we go through life thinking on things and we'll procrastinate and we say, I need to do this. I need to do this. Maybe today you are here and you're saying, you know what? I've been thinking and thinking, I need to get my life right. I need to get myself together. You're at the right place. Amen. You're at the right place. And I'm going to tell you, at the conclusion of this lesson today, you need to just walk down front. When everybody stand up and start singing, well, I, I'll put it this way. You don't even have to wait until we start singing. I'm just this kind of preacher. When it hits you, and you're ready to be saved, you come on. Amen. Because there ain't nothing more important than your salvation. Amen. But our normal process is when we stand and sing, that's called the gospel invitation. You just walk down front and you have a seat on any of these chairs in the front. And we will lead you and guide you and tell you what you need to do from that point on to prepare you to put your Lord and Savior own in baptism, that you may be added, according to Acts chapter 2, that you may be added into the church of Christ, the one blood-bought institution that you read about in the Bible, the only true church, the one body, Ephesians 4 and 4. There are, there are many other religions out there, but there's only one true church, folks. 
There's only one true church. In Ephesians chapter 4 and 4 said there's only one body. Colossians 1.18 said he is the head of that body which is the church. So when I say there's only one church, I'm simply saying what the Bible is teaching. We're not concerned about all the other religions. We're concerned about the one body. And that one body is the church of Christ. And that is where God puts salvation. And you cannot, you cannot be saved apart from being in Christ. Amen. Amen. Galatians 3 and 27 says, well, as many of you as were baptized into Christ have put on Christ. You've got to be in Christ to receive salvation. You can't, you can't go other places. You can't hang out with Buddha. You, you, you can't practice all the other religions and everything and then say, but I'm a Christian. No, Jesus said in John 8, he said unto those Jews, if you continue in my word, then you are truly my disciples. Indeed, you must continue in the teaching and the knowledge in the word of Christ to be a Christian. And you don't need to practice anything else. You don't need all of these other religions and all these other concepts and things about religions and new world order and all this other stuff that men are creating to draw people away from God, to turn their backs on God, thinking that they are pleasing God. But there is only one way, folks. And Jesus said in John 14 and 6, he is that way. The truth and the life. The only life that matters to God is that life in Jesus Christ. Apart from Christ, it means nothing. Let me say that again. Apart from Jesus Christ, your life that you live will mean nothing in the day of judgment. Because if you're not covered in the blood of Jesus Christ... That sacrifice that God so loved the world that he extended unto the world that men may be saved from their sin. If you're not covered in the blood of Christ, there's no hope for you of ever receiving eternal salvation in heaven. You got to be in Christ. Is that all right? We used to preach that all the time in the church of Christ. But it's still the truth. I don't care how far people may get away from it. It's still the truth. And Jesus said, ye shall know the truth. And the truth shall what? It's the only thing that will make you free and keep you free from the bondage of sin. Is that all right? Sister Colbert, good to see you. I know you've been battling some sinuses and some other issues and everything, but it's good to see you. Good to see you. Uh, Sister Mary Connor and Sister Mildred Fulmer, they'll be going to visit Sister Deborah Williams today. And uh, if you have a card or something or you want to write a note or anything like that, you want to send by them. uh, Sister Mary Connor said, feel free to give it to one of them and they'll be happy to take it and deliver it for you. So keep Sister Deborah Williams in prayer that her health may, be, may improve and that soon they, she may be able to be back out 
among us. I'm looking back there in the back. I see the two Eddies back there. Well, that's a team right there. That's a team right there. But, you know, it just don't look right without Sister Deborah hanging out back there. But it's good to see the two of you. And uh, we're just praying for the whole family as a whole. And I have to say this before I forget. Where's uh, Queen and Cadence? Cadence knocked out. Cadence got stabbed at those clubs late at night. <laughs> got to get some rest, girl. But I, I have to recognize them because the, the six, well, it used to be called a six-week grade here. I think it's nine weeks now, the school where they are. And they are still rolling on a straight-A uh, progress report. Both of them. And I always say, you know, we, 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 can, we can put our kids down and talk about them when they do wrong. But we also need to recognize them when they do well. So, and I, I really admire, I want to congratulate the parents for the hard work and the great work they're doing with them. And so keep up the good work. I mean, straight A's, you may say to yourself, what else they got to do? Well, they switch schools and still maintaining straight A's. And, and Queen if you may mention, if you may remember in her uh, scholarship report in the youth rally, she had mentioned soon as she got to the school, she won student of the month. And Cadence turned around and said, hey, you ain't going to outdo me. <laughs> but that says something even about them at their age. Something is standing out about them. And people know when their kids have some good home training. I'll just put it that way. People recognize when children have some good home training. And that's why it is so important and so critical. We have to invest in our children. And whether you like it or not, parents, your children or your child is a reflection of you when they go away from your home. Now, if, if they clowning at the food, People draw the conclusion they left a house of some fools. Now, it don't necessarily have to be true, but that's the conclusion most people make. And when kids are amenable, respectful, people tend to believe, well, their parents are really working with them. So we commend Cadence and uh, Queen and others who may not have contacted me to let me know what great job their child is doing. Keep up the good work. Amen. Continue to work hard. It will pay off. Amen. It will pay off. Trust me, it will pay off. Amen. So I got that out of the way. Got that off my mind because I know once I get going, it's over. But today, in Joshua chapter 24, I love the book of Joshua. Amen. I love the book of Joshua. The book of Joshua, it, it, it has such a profound effect on me. And I love the opening of the book of Joshua. When God informed Joshua, Moses is dead. Amen. He's gone. 
but the work must go on. And God told Joshua, you're the man. You are my man. And he told Joshua, don't you be afraid. Be of good courage. Be of good courage. Don't worry about, don't fear the people or anything that they may do. Don't worry about them. I got you. He said, but all I need for you to do is to be faithful unto me. Be faithful unto me and serve me. You know, look, don't look left, don't look right. And I'll show you, wherever you set foot, wherever you trample, you know what? You're going to be victorious. Amen. Because I'm with you. I'm with you. And as the story goes through all of the chapters of Joshua, they're in battle. They're in battle. They're, they're, they're conquering one nation after another. One nation after another. This was all designed in the mind of God to fulfill the promise of providing them with the land that he had promised their fathers. And now we come to chapter 24 and something peculiar about this chapter And that's why I wanted to talk about it today, because after all that God had brought them through, there was still some things going on in the camp that should not have been going on. And we reach the point here in chapter 24 where there's time for the people To have a renewed covenant. Sometime after God blesses us with so much. We can become complacent. After he bring us through one storm and another storm. And he bring us and deliver us through one situation out of another one. we, We tend to become complacent and comfortable with it. And we forget how awesome and how great God is. And we become slowful and slackful and not giving him his praise and recognizing him for who he truly is. In verse number one of Joshua 24, and if you would, put it up on the big screen because a lot of folks don't carry Bibles anymore. And let's be honest, many of you don't even have a Bible app. We come to church to shop. Go to verse number one. Joshua chapter 24, verse number one. And Joshua gathered all the tribes of Israel to Shechem and called for the elders of Israel and for their heads and for their judges and for their officers. And they presented themselves before God. And Joshua said unto all the people. Thus said the Lord God of Israel. Your fathers dwelt on the other side of the flood. In old time. Even Terah. The father of Abraham. And the father of Nacor. And they served other gods. 
And I took your father Abraham from the other side of the flood and led him throughout all the land of Canaan and multiplied his seed and gave him Isaac. And I gave unto Isaac Jacob and Esau and I gave unto Esau Mount Seir to possess it. But Jacob and his children went down into Egypt. I sent Moses also and Aaron, and I plagued Egypt. He's given them a, a reference, a refresher course. I plagued Egypt according to that which I did among them. And afterward, I brought you out and I brought your fathers out of Egypt and you came unto the sea and the Egyptians pursued after your fathers with chariots and horsemen unto the Red Sea you all remember the story right and when they cried unto the Lord he put darkness between you and the Egyptians and brought the sea upon them and covered them. And your eyes have seen what I have done in Egypt. And ye dwelt in the wilderness a long season. And I brought you into the land of the Amorites, which dwelt on the other side of Jordan. And they fought with you. And guess what? And I gave them into your hand that ye might possess their land and I might destroy and I destroyed them from before you. Hold pause right there. God said, I brought you into the enemy's land. I led you there. But this is what I did for you. I guided you. I protected you. I gave you the victory. I took you into their house. Yeah. And kicked them out. Yeah. That you might possess the land that they own. God said, I done some stuff for you. Amen. 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 Looking at our own lives, haven't he done some stuff for us? Yeah. Haven't he brought us? A mighty long way. Yeah, man. Keep going. Number nine. Then Balak, the son of Zippor, king of Moab, arose and warred against Israel and sent and called Balaam, the son of Beor, to curse you. Trying all the magic and the voodoo or whatever they can use. But listen. But I would not hearken unto Balaam. Therefore, he blessed you still. So I delivered you out of his hand. And ye went over Jordan and came unto Jericho. And the men of Jericho fought against you. The Amorites and the Pezusites and the Canaanites and the Hittites and the Gergesites. And the Hivites 
and the Jebusite, and I delivered them into your hands. God said, they even joined forces against you. But little did they understand and know their fight wasn't against you. It was against me. And God said, I delivered them into your hand. Keep going. And I sent the hornet before you, withdrew them out from before you, even the two kings of the Amorites, but not with thy sword, nor with thy bow. And I have given you a land for which you did not labor. And cities which ye built not. And ye dwell in them of the vineyards and the olive yards which ye planted not do you eat. Hold on right there. God said, but I bless you in ways you can't imagine. I delivered unto you into cities you didn't even build. You have the pleasure of vineyards and olive yards and all of these luxuries that, you know what? You ain't planted a thing. But yet, you're living, as we would say, you're living high on the hall. I bless you. I bless you. Can you see how he's talking to us today? Huh? He said, I bless you with a gift that nobody else could sacrifice and give. I gave my only begotten son. Because you were dead in your sins. You were dead. But I gave unto you my only begotten son that Whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but should have everlasting life. Keep going. Now, therefore, fear the Lord and serve him in sincerity and in truth. Listen to this. And put away the God. Which your father served on the other side of the flood and in Egypt and served ye the Lord. Pause right there. See, even after God demonstrated and did all of these awesome things and these mighty things before them, there were still some people. There were still some people who were still holding on to some of those old ways of their fathers. They weren't sold on God yet. They still weren't sold on God. If they had been sold on God, why would this be said? Joshua said, some of you still ain't right. He said, some of you still ain't right. You've seen the wonders of God. You've seen his might. You've seen how great he is. But some of you still holding on. 
You still, you still got a piece of wood you're worshiping. You still got a rock you're rubbing. You still got some painting or something that your fathers worshiped and bowed to and prayed to. He said, you got to put it away. Amen. You got to put it away. He said, which your father served on the other side. Of the flood. You, you've been brought across the Jordan now. You should have left that mess over there. You should have left that over there when you came out of bondage. He said, and in Egypt and serve ye the Lord. Keep going. And if it seem evil unto you to serve the Lord, choose you this day whom ye will serve. Whether the gods which your father served that were on the other side of the flood or the gods of the Amorites. Now, God had, God has showed them his power. He destroyed the Amorites, took their land. They possess it now. Why would you be, why would you be worshiping and serving their God? But yet the question is proposed because somebody still wasn't sold on God. And whose land ye dwell. Listen to him. But as for me and my house, Joshua said, it's no decision for me to make. It's nothing for me to wrestle with. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Keep going. And the people answered and said, God forbid that we should forsake the Lord to serve other gods. Keep going. For the Lord our God, he it is that brought us up and our fathers out. Of the land of Egypt. From the house of bondage. And which. Did those great signs in our sight. And preserved us. In all the way. Wherein we went. And among all the people. Through whom we passed. Oh they're, they're, they're talking a good talk. They're talking a good talk. Like we get happy. And we praise God. All to the high. As long as it's going good. Oh, I know what he had done for me. God is good and all the time. You know, well, we got all this stuff. Oh, we talk all this good talk until we're faced with temptation, until we're faced with a challenge. Do we remember everything that God had done for us in the past then? And the Lord drave out from before us all the people. Even the Amorites, which dwelt in the land, therefore will we also serve the Lord. For he is our God. Yeah. Keep going. And Joshua said unto the people, ye cannot serve the Lord. You can't serve him. For he is a holy God. He is a jealous God. 
He will not forgive your transgressions nor your sins. Keep going. If you forsake the Lord and serve strange gods, then he will turn and do you hurt and consume you. After that, he had done you good. Paul's right there. Amen. Joshua said, you can't serve him. You can't serve him. Why? Because your heart ain't right. right. Because your mind ain't right. right. You, you, you're talking all this talk, but you still want to hold on. <laughs> you're still looking back to Egypt. You're still looking back to Egypt. Just like, just like Lot's wife, they were told, get out of Sodom and Gomorrah. Yeah. Don't look back. Yeah. It was just something in her spirit. Something in, within her as vexed, as nasty, as filthy, perverted as that place was. It was just something in her that said, I'm going to miss that place. Amen. I'm going to miss that place. Amen. Why else would she look back? Amen. Joshua said, you can't serve him. You can't serve him. Because he's holy. He is holy. And you ain't made up your mind fully yet. You've got to let go of your granddaddyology. Your grandmamaology. You've got to let go of talking about blood thicker than water and all this other mess. You can't serve this God. When you put others before him and you know what? Whenever something come up, you're going to put that before him. You can't serve him. Because he's holy. The message to us today is to serve this God You've got to be holy as he is. Amen. Isn't that what the Bible teaches? Be ye holy for I am holy, said the Lord. Joshua said, man, let me tell you something. You come playing with this God, he'll hurt you. He will hurt you. Keep going. 21. And the people said unto Joshua, Nay, but we will serve the Lord. And Joshua said unto the people, You are witnesses against yourselves that you have chosen you, the Lord, to serve him. And they said, We are witnesses. Are there any witnesses today? Right now. Are there any witnesses in this audience? Right. Some time ago, I don't know, it, it's been longer for some than others. You walked forward, you, you, you made a confession and said, I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. Yeah. And they took you and they baptized you in the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit for the remission of your sins. Amen. You said, I will serve the Lord. You said, I will be a witness for the Lord. 
because of his goodness and his mercy. The people, they said, they will serve him. Joshua said, you are witnesses of yourselves. Are there any witnesses today? Are you still a witness? Or have you converted to something else? And you just show up here just out of routine. Just because you show up here don't mean that you're totally sold on God. Now therefore put away, said he, the strange gods which are among you. See, he keep telling them that. Why? Because he knew their hearts. And incline your heart unto the Lord God of Israel. And the people said unto Joshua, the Lord our God will we serve. And his voice Will we obey? So Joshua made a covenant with the people that day. And set them a statue and an ordinance. And she come. Folks. Maybe it's time. Maybe it's time. For our covenant to be renewed. Maybe it's time for each and every one of us to look within ourselves and examine ourselves to see if we are truly in the faith. Yeah, we've been coming. We've been attending. We've been going through the motion. But are we truly serving God? Is God truly the number one priority in our lives? Do we serve him today the way we used to serve him when we first obeyed the gospel? If not, why not? His blessings haven't haven't slowed down. He's still feeding you. He's still blessing you. He's still taking care of you. He's still forgiving you of your sins. Why have our service slowed down but yet we still enjoy the blessings that God continues to pull out upon us. Maybe it's time for us as Joshua challenged the people here. We need to look within ourselves. Is there a need for a renewed covenant? Is there a need for me to look within myself and say, Lord, I haven't been doing as much as I should. But today is going to be the day that's going to change everything. Today is going to be the day that I'm going to acknowledge to you. And I'm going to ask you to forgive me for my past awfulness. And my laziness and my unconcern. And I'm going to ask you to be with me as I go forward to put you first. And serve you. Amen. Today is going to be the day. Lord, I have recognized I've allowed myself to get caught up in the slowfulness and the wrong of other people. 
and I allowed that to influence me, neglecting your goodness, your blessings. I, 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 I stopped participating. I stopped getting involved in things because I started looking at other people. Amen. How they turned to other gods when it was you who continuously poured your blessings upon me and showed your mercy and poured your grace out upon Amen. me. Amen. Father, today, today, I want to renew my covenant with you. I want to make amends. I want to make things right because I have cheated you for too long. I haven't been faithful unto you. I've been trying to hold on to some other things and not totally trusting in you, knowing you are all powerful. Amen. Lord, today is the day I'm going to look within myself and I'm going to stop looking at others. If all others decide they don't want to serve you anymore, I'm going to serve you, Lord. Amen. Because I know what you have done for me. I see what you have done in the reading of your word. And most importantly, you can't lie. And you promise that you will never leave me. Nor forsake me. Lord, today I'm going to make it right. I'm going to make it right and I'm going to stop looking at others. And I'm going to offer unto you myself as a living sacrifice. Holy and acceptable unto you. Today, Lord, because you gave me this day. Today is going to be the start of renewing of my life. And my service to you. That is my hope today. That you will consider and look within yourself. Don't look at me. Look within yourself. Don't look at the person next to you. Don't think about your mama, your daddy, your sister, your brother. Look within yourself. Put away the other God. Joshua told him, you can't serve him. He's a jealous God. Amen. Right. He, he know your heart. Yeah. He know, he know your, your trump card that you trying to hide and hold. Yeah. He know what you got. That's right. That's right. What are you going to do? The people said, We're ready to act right. We're ready to act right. We're going to hearken unto God. What are you going to do today? What are you going to do today? If you're here today and you're not a member of the Church of Christ and you've been seeking, you've been saying, I'm trying to find the right church. I'm trying to find the right place where I can connect spiritually. Your, Your search is over. 
You're looking for a Bible teaching church, you found it. You're looking for a church that, that's more concerned about your soul than your purse or your wallet, you found it. So you tell me, what else, what else are you looking for? You're looking for a place where people will embrace you and love you and encourage you. You found it. We're still improving. But you have found it. The question is, are you ready to turn away from the other gods? You say, well, I'm not really worshiping any other god. You're worshiping yourself. Are you ready to deny yourself? And get out of the way yeah, yeah. that you may serve the one true God. Amen. That's why Jesus said, if any man, if any man will come after me, let him first deny himself. Then you can take up your cross and follow him. Amen. He said, the first major obstacle you've got to overcome and get out of the way is you. You're here today and you're searching and you're in need of forgiveness. You're in need of a savior. We all are. Amen. That's why we're here. Amen. All of us banged up, beat up, messed up, shaken up. All of us got some issues. Amen. That's why we're here. Amen. All of us are just wrecked in some shape, form, or fashion. Amen. And we need a savior. Yes, sir. To help us along the way. Yes, sir. Amen. So what you bring to God is nothing new to God. Amen. Mm -hmm. All of us, all of us need Him. Amen. But the question is, majority of, of us, we have obeyed and put Him on in baptism Amen. to make that connection. You can't make it being outside of Christ. Amen. What's holding you up? Don't allow your pride to get in the way. Amen. Today may be that last day and that opportunity that you may have. Amen. You said, preacher, what do I need to do? You need to do exactly what the Bible instructs one to do. Jesus said in Mark 16, 16, he that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. He that believeth not shall be damned. Put Acts chapter 2 and 38 up on the, on the screen. You need to do exactly what the people did back in the early church. Years ago, we don't have nothing but Bible to teach you. We don't have no, 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 no traditions regarding salvation. You don't, you don't teach traditions about salvation. You've got the word of truth Amen. concerning salvation. In Acts chapter 2 and 38, in the, in the previous verses, Peter was preaching unto those Jews yeah. how they had crucified, how they had murdered and put to death the Son of God. Because of their, their, because of them being so full of themselves and their traditions and, right. and unlearnedness about who Christ was, they were so caught up in themselves that they put to death an approved man of God. Amen. Yeah. 
And when Peter preached unto them, being led in the spirit of God, Peter didn't just preach what he wanted to say. The spirit gave him utterance yes. on what to say. Yes. And it came from God. Amen. And the Bible says that as Peter preached, back up to verse 37. Put verse 37 up there. As he preached, the Bible said, now when they heard this, how they had crucified and put the death of the Son of God, they were pricked in their heart and said unto Peter and to the rest of the apostles, men and brethren, what shall we do? Their hearts were pricked. They felt condemned. They recognize, man, I am in trouble. Yeah. I'm in a mess, and the charges are being brought against me by God Himself. Yeah. Because the blood of His Son is on my hands. Yes, sir. Mm -hmm. Verse 38. They asked the question, man and brethren, what shall we do, right? Listen to Peter's response. Then Peter said unto them, the first thing, repent, Amen. change your ways, Amen. change your ways, yeah. let go of old traditions, yeah. let go of all this foolishness you're listening to, this new age stuff. I don't, I don't need the church. The church is in me. I don't need to come together. You know, I, I got my own personal relationship with God and blah, 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 all this crazy stuff. Change your ways. Change your way of thinking. He said, repent and do what? Be baptized. How many? Every one of you in the name, by the authority in the name of Jesus Christ, for what? There's your answer. How, how do you get rid of the sinful charges against you? There's your answer right there. How do you go from being guilty to exonerated? Here's your answer right here. For the remission of sins, and ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Let's keep on going. Keep 39. For the promise is unto you and to your children and to all that are far off, even as many as the Lord our God shall call. Keep going. And with many other words did he testify and exhort, saying, save yourselves from this untoward. Generation, Keep going. Then they that what? Gladly received his word. They did what? They, they just cried out Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. They prayed the sinner's prayer. No, they were baptized. And the same day there were added unto them about 3,000 souls. 3,000. Because they recognized they needed a savior. Amen. They needed forgiveness. Amen. Keep going. And they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship and in breaking of bread and in prayers. Nobody, nobody went and became isolated, did their own thing. 
It's important for us to come together as a family, as a church body. We all, we all have different functions, but we work together as one body. Amen. That's why I tell folks, some, some of you ain't sold out the Lord on Zoom. You'd rather sit at home on your butt, not get up, come out and encourage and exhort somebody because you're too lazy to get up off your butt and come and be part of the fellowship. You're in soul the Lord out. Because you, you see, you think there are some other things you could be doing while you claim you're listening to the service. The Bible said they came together. Yeah. They came together. Yeah. Yeah. And fear came upon every soul and many wonders and signs were done by the apostles. Yeah. And all that believed were together and had all things in common. You got to come together to learn each other, to care for one another, to take care of one another. Keep going. Guess what they did and sold their possessions and goods and parted them to all men as every man had need. They cared about one another. They weren't hung up and caught up on what I own, what I have. Why should I help? Give this to help them when they ain't done nothing for me. Their focus was on what God had done for them. And if God said he will provide for you and take care of you and do for you, you ain't worried about material things. Keep going. And they continuing daily with one accord in the temple and breaking bread from house to house did eat their meat with gladness and singleness. Of heart. You don't develop that by being separate. Hang up that Zoom and get out here to worship service. Praising God and having favor with all the people. This is the beautiful thing about the church of Christ. See, this is why it is so important you understand. These other religions... They'll vote you in. Amen. But rest assured, do something they don't like, they'll vote you out. Amen. But here's the beauty of the church of Christ. Praising God and having favor with all the people. And the Lord, the Lord. Yes, sir. How many lords are there? Fees and fours are only one Lord. Right. One faith. One baptism, right? One God, one spirit, right? And the Lord added to the church daily such as should be saved. Who did the adding? Today you have the opportunity for the Lord to add you to the body of Christ, to the church of Christ. Therefore, you can know that you are saved. Amen. Because you can go to the Bible. Yes, sir. You could go to the Bible and prove Man. you were saved. 
If you're telling me you got saved because you prayed a sinner's prayer, my question would be, when did Jesus authorize the sinner's prayer? That's right. What book, chapter, and verse can you find that? Well, if he didn't authorize it, how can there be any saving power in it? Amen. I'm just simply saying, do what the scriptures say. Yeah. And be safe yeah. today. And you can leave out of here today a new creature in Christ. Amen. For us who are already members, examine yourself. Yes, sir. Put away the gods of your fathers. Amen. Put them, put them away. Put them away. And check yourself to see if you are truly in the faith. Yeah. <coughs> What's our song, Adore? 593. 593 is our invitation song. You're here today and you're ready to give your life to Christ, to be baptized for the remission of your sins. You start walking right now. Amen. Come on, right now. Amen. Because we got time. That's right. Amen. We got time. That, that, that's the whole purpose of why we're here on Sundays. Amen. But it ain't just on Sundays you could be saved. Amen. But today, especially, we got time. Amen. If, if you, you become so caught up and so in a rush and a hustle and bustle, you you in a rush to end service and somebody debating on giving their life to the Lord, you need to check yourself. Yes, sir. Mm -hmm. Because when a person giving their life to Christ yeah. is no longer important to you, mm -hmm. and you leaving from here, running to take care of some business issue or whatever, you know what we do on Sunday. Amen. Yes, sir. Put away your God, your Amen. other God. Amen. And come on back to the one true God. Man. You said 593? 593. 593 is our invitation song. Come on, folks. Let's get it right as together we stand and sing. There's a 